Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Saturday, February the 4th. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. And this particular reading, though short in verse number, offers us two very important uh, points of consideration for our everyday lives and the integration of our spiritual life within that everyday that gives it a infinitely greater depth and meaning and purpose uh, to our lives, to see the daily things that we do in context with the larger horizon, the horizon of God's very will and grace for us this particular day, this Saturday. And this Saturday is the first Saturday in February, and so naturally our minds and hearts are lifted to Almighty God in praise and thanksgiving for the gift of the Blessed Mother, as we honor the Blessed Mother every Saturday, but certainly on the first Saturday of each month, praise, glory, and thanksgiving to God for the gift of the Blessed Mother and for the Blessed Mother in communion with St. Joseph and, of course, the child Jesus and remembering our families and our loved ones, our relatives, and lift them to the Lord on this particular day. And in this passage from St. Mark, uh, we have uh, two important points for our consideration today. First being, uh, we remember that the Lord has sent, as we looked at yesterday, the disciples out two by two to go and preach and teach, heal, perform exorcisms, and all of those things. Well, in our reading this morning, the apostles returned to Jesus and they report to him all that they had done and what they had taught. And they're all filled with enthusiasm and excitement. Obviously, it's been a very successful mission uh, that they have been on. Their evangelization has uh, won many over to Jesus and to the kingdom of God. And so they're all exuberant and excited and Jesus says to them, come by yourselves to an out-of-the-way place and rest a while. That's, it's a magnificent uh, bit of wisdom, isn't it? Because ministry does not run on success alone. It runs on fidelity. Because there will be those times and the scriptures tell us that there are times in which Jesus is not only rejected, but he is the object of violence. They want to throw him off the, off the hill. They want to stone him. They want to uh, lay hands on him, have him arrest, arrested and imprisoned. Uh, and so there are times in which when Jesus talks about being the bread of life and the need to eat his flesh and drink his blood, 
St. John tells us that there are many who chose to be in his company no longer. He's rejected. Remember his first sermon in uh, the Gospel of St. Luke when he returns and he's preaching in the synagogue. Uh, what happens? They rise up to lay hands on him because he has challenged them to a new way of thinking, a new way in which God is present in him, for he is the Son of God. And they become furious at that and accuse him of blasphemy and uh, rejecting uh, the old covenant and uh, Moses and the law. And so our service and our Christian life is not always filled with blue skies and green lights. There are many days where it's stormy overhead. The lights are red. The road is blocked. The traffic is neck to neck. And uh, what do we do on those days? Do we become despondent, despairing? Do we kind of give up, move on to other more successful and pleasurable things? Jesus didn't do that. Every day he makes his way to Jerusalem and to the hill on Calvary, to the cross. And into your hands, O oh Father, I commend my spirit. And at the end, Jesus says, it is finished. It is completed. The beloved Son of God, in the ups and downs of everyday life, we know that to be true in the natural order, don't we? Not every day is our biorhythms are on full, full gear. Uh, we're just popping with endorphins. We're ready to go. And there are other days in which we just don't feel it. And those are the days of struggle. And the disciples and the apostles here, they, they need to be uh, refreshed, renewed. They need, to be gain, they need to gain perspective. They need to be strengthened for the reality of what it is to live the Christian life. It is not simply a fairy tale. It's not an endless days of ups. There's also a lot of ordinary days and a lot of down days. But that's all part of life, isn't it? And so in those times, we need to ask ourselves, do we need to go to an out-of-the-way place by ourselves and rest a little? It's not being lazy. It's not shirking your duty. It's the importance of realizing that it's God's grace that's moving us forward. And we need to process those things, reflect on them, meditate, and be renewed in the Holy Spirit that we may persevere. So that's an important, that's a very important lesson for us. And so they go to an, they get into a boat and they go to a place, but the crowd finds out about it. And so what do they do? They get in their own boats. And uh, when the people see that they're leaving, they follow them in their boats. And from all the towns, they hasten on foot to the place, arriving ahead of them. 
ahead of Jesus and the disciples. And Jesus and the disciples, they disembark from their boat, and there is a vast crowd waiting. And does Jesus say, oh, let's go to another place? This is too crowded. They found out about us. Let's, let's try another place. No. Jesus saw a vast crowd, and he pitied them, for they were sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them at great length. He pitied them. One of the most profound aspects uh, the scriptures talk about as an attribute of God is God's pity for humanity. This pity is not uh, a gushy feeling or emotion per se. It doesn't come from, oh, well, that's too bad. That's bad luck. Sorry about that break. So on and so forth. Pity is a spiritual movement of the soul in which we are sorry for the effects of sin, the wound of sin that has separated us from God in the first place. Remember the Beatitude, blessed are they who mourn. Mourning is for the deep movement of the soul at the presence of sin and what sin causes in our life, how sin has wounded us, how sin has alienated us from God, from one another, and from ourselves, from ourselves. So, uh, Jesus is moved with pity, he says, because they're sheep without a shepherd, and he teaches them at great length. He doesn't hurry up and give them the canned version, the little quickie two-minute uh, fervorino and moves on or gets back in the boat. He teaches at great length because Jesus is committed to humanity. The crowd represents humanity as a whole. And that's what sin has done. Sin has weighed us down. It has wounded us in the core of our being. And Jesus comes as the divine physician, the physician of the soul. And those who follow Christ are called to be physician to one another. But first, physician, heal thyself. We must find that out-of-the-way place and we must be refreshed, renewed in the Holy Spirit so that we can minister to others, that we can give our full attention, our full gift of ourself to those who are in need. Pity is not, is not something to be ashamed of receiving. It's not something uh, acknowledging. It's not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of humility and truth. For we are to be pitied by sin. And every day we try, by God's grace, to turn away from sin and from the evil one and turn to the one who heals us.
our Lord and Savior. So let us today take to heart these two lessons, these two teachings of Jesus. Let us integrate them in our own lives and learn the importance of being renewed each day in the Holy Spirit. Let us realize, and maybe we are around those who are in need of spiritual renewal. They need to know that God is love and God's love and mercy is for them. We will be continuing the work of Jesus and the apostles. And we can do that each and every day. We are blessed with that vocation and calling. God bless you.